0: Look at someone like me who lived in at least 20 different communities before the age of 35. What did I need most? Connection, friendship, and support.
1: Welcome to the Ladies Who Lead podcast. This is a community of women supporting women. Tune in every other Thursday to hear from SK Vaughn as she catches up with ordinary ladies doing extraordinary things. We will cover topics like diversity and inclusion, gender pay gap, thought leadership, and respect in the workplace. We want to celebrate with you and hear stories of success and hard lessons learned. Whether you are a lady who leads in the boardroom or a lady who leads in your community, this is the place for you. Let's do this. Lieutenant Colonel Kathy Gallowitz is your veteran hiring concierge. She served nearly 30 years in the Air Force as a nurse and public affairs officer. Her practice and perspectives are framed by master's degrees in nursing and political science. In response to 9-11, she designed and executed a never-been-done-before statewide outreach office for the Ohio National Guard to educate and engage civilians in support of troops and their families. This innovative project focused on helping employers better understand the value of veteran talent and how to retain them. Although for most of her career she was in public service, she has first-hand experience hiring veterans as a previous small business owner and advocating for businesses as a former Chamber of Commerce CEO. Through her business, Vanguard Veteran, she equips civilian employers to become veteran champions, helping them acquire and keep veteran talent. She also equips faith community leaders to build military ministries. Kathy is the author of Beyond Thankful for Your Service, the Veteran Champion Handbook for Civilians. In this revolutionary book, she describes how easy it is for employers and other citizens to become veteran champions. She is a member of Governor of Arizona's Veteran Service Advisory Commission and the Southwest Veterans Chamber of Commerce Board of Directors. It is her life's calling to lead the veteran champion movement, and we are so excited to have her today on the podcast. So I'm really excited to have Kathy here with us today. We have so much to dive into and I just cannot wait to jump right on in. But as you know, we always start the podcast off with how are you surviving and thriving this week. So Kathy while you're thinking through that, I'm going to jump in and go into how I'm surviving this week and I'm just so excited to have you here today. How am I surviving? So This week has been interesting. We've got one of our partners who's leaving our agency this week. And so there's been a lot of just transition, a lot of angst. You know, anytime there's any big changes happening at a company level, people tend to not know what to do and and how to lead. And so it's just been just kind of a season of change. And I think it's kind of funny when I think back to that, because... For me, this last year has just been full of changes, if if y'all been listening along. And there's a lot to that story that I won't unpack in this first little intro, but it's just been a season of change. And I think that you just kind of have to go with the flow and and just recognize that a little bit. And then how am I thriving? Well, I'm just thriving in, well, fall is my favorite season. So I'm just re- really looking forward to cold weather, the hot drinks, you know, sweater weather. You probably don't get too much of that where you are at Kathy. But just looking forward to just pumpkins and just all the fall fun. Uh, football season's really big for us down here, so um just really thriving in kind of transitioning into this new season. So enough about me. What about you Kathy? How are you surviving and thriving?
0: Well, that's this is really tough SK because I want to ask you all kinds of questions based on what you to- what you told me, but I think I'm the guest and you're supposed to be interviewing me, right? So, Right. All right. So surviving, because I live in Phoenix and it's so blistering hot, I guess the month of July was like the, the hottest month on record, maybe certainly in the United States, maybe in the world. I'm not sure. So it's been 110, 115. So we try real hard to get out during the summer and travel. And so when I travel, it's nice to get in the cooler weather, but it's challenging to balance everything, so I'm surviving that better than I thought I would. Uh, so that's nice. exciting. I mean, it's a, it's a self inflicted wound, so to speak, but it's still it's still you know demanding when you're challenging in multiple states in one month, right? Okay, <laughs> so that's that's surviving and thriving. Uh, I'm a new grandma. My grandson is 18 months. And so on Monday of this week in Ohio, I had an opportunity to watch him just mano a mano, he and I, right, (laughs) for the first time. And it was just delightful, just delightful. So uh, anybody out there who's a grandma, you know what what I'm speaking about. But it's interesting in life, right? When we go through these seasons of changes and you hear all these women saying, Oh, being a grandparent's the best ever. And you think, Yeah, right. You know, you, you don't get it until you're there, it, unless, until you're, you know, wearing those shoes. Well, I am wearing those shoes and I am digging it. Oh, I love that.
1: Yeah. yeah. You're in your grandmother era. That's exciting. Yes, it is. And then,
0: and then we're going to have a baby girl in February. And I'm the mother of three boys. So, uh, yes. this, is, this is, particularly special, right?
1: Bring on all the girl stuff. That will be yeah, fun. I'm excited. <laughs> this is like the moment you've been waiting for.
0: <laughs> yep. It is. You're right. <gasps>
1: well, we'll just jump in then. I appreciate yeah. you sharing that. And I think it's just a fun way to kind of get to know one another. And for our friends who are listening along to just kind of know there's a human behind Oh yeah, uh, the podcast and we're all, we've all, we're all surviving and thriving. Yeah. So Kathy, give us a little glimpse into your, like your past and kind of what makes up Kathy, like, who are you? And kind of give us your, a little bit of a short synopsis of your journey, which I know is a loaded question to begin with, but I think it's great to start with.
0: I I, I try to offer the cliff note version. You know, there's lots of juicy details and all centering mostly on moving because I grew up in a Navy family. Uh, My dad was active duty pilot and a communications engineer. And so I was born in Pensacola, Florida, went to preschool in Paris, France, graduated from high school in Iceland, went to college in Munich, Germany for about a year and a half. But before the age of 35, I'd lived in at least 20 different communities. And so I started to realize that, you know, my life had been quite a bit different as a military dependent turned military officer. I have 29 years in the Air Force, public affairs and nursing. Air Force nursing was my first choice career. And I had the opportunity in response to nine eleven, to build a statewide outreach program to educate and engage civilians in support of troops and their families. And this was indeed my life's calling and just, just so much fun, so rewarding. I mean, I would have done it for free, right? And so then I retired and end of 2016, started Vanguard Veteran. My mission is to equip civilians To become veteran champions, and I zero in on helping employers find and keep veteran talent to strengthen their workforce and faith communities to build military ministries to promote practical support, spiritual resiliency, and a sense of belonging. All this work is made for Kathy Lowry Galloway.
1: Yes, well, thank you for your service. First off, I would really appreciate that. and it's a, it's a huge feat what you've what you're doing and have done, and the work needs to be done. So it's incredible to hear how you've kind of walked that out over the last couple of years. And you know, 9-11 was obviously a horrible day in our country's history. You know, what about that day really inspired the Ohio National Guard kind of outreach that you did statewide? Like what about that day? just obviously, kind of gave you that get up and go, that action that you felt like needed to take place? That's that's a really good question. Thank you for asking that.
0: So the reserve component, which is made up of the reserve and the guard, I was in the guard. I spent half of my career in the Ohio National Guard. This force was technically a reserve force. After 9-11, we became an operational force instead of a reserve force, you know, kind of like a reserve force. You train, 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 and then train some more, hoping you get an opportunity to do your mission. Well, after 9-11, there was like an 80% chance that you would be deployed as compared to a 20% chance, there, there, so to speak, prior to 9-11. So when 80% of your workforce is part-time military, that is, they have a civilian job that pays their bills, where they get all most have most of their support from, and or you're going to college full-time, when you get pulled away from either school or work, there is a hole, there is a gap. There's a lot of stuff that needs to be considered, right? So we really wanted employers in particular to feel like they were part of the national security team and just didn't have to sit back and respond to what was happening, right? So we we hoped that they would appreciate what veterans bring to the civilian workforce, but really we wanted them to feel like a, a, a member of the team that they had say that, that there was open communication. You know, we tried to, you know, make the deployments as least stressful as possible, which was very difficult to to achieve. But anyway, we wanted to bring employers on the team, help them really get up close and personal with the soldiers and airmen in the guard in particular, and kind of understand what's in it for them, if you will, because military service strengthens a lot of things we bring to the civilian workforce but then also to help them through the deployments as much as we could and encourage them, of course, to keep the job when they came back. So this was the needs of our people increased because of 9-11. And then when I retired from military service, I just realized that no one really does this work purposefully. It's sort of ad hoc in our country. Big, big gap as far as I'm concerned. And so I wanted to help fill that gap best I could through
1: my uh, bandwidth and capability. That's incredible. And you're also the author of the book, Beyond Thank You for Your Service, uh, which is that book that's designed to help employers champion veterans. You know, why did you feel a need to, to write this book? And what are you hoping the end reader will get out of it? So the full
0: title is Beyond Thank You for Your Service, the veteran champion handbook for civilians. And yes, certainly SK, there's a chapter in there for employers. But I also speak to lawyers, educators, healthcare providers, community leaders generally, like a a mayor or an elected official and clergy. And the idea is to provide, well, what what is provided is practical strategies from where you sit, you know, in all those categories. So there's really something in there for everyone, for a neighbor, for a churchgoer, for an employer, for a doctor. There's strategies in there to help you truly go beyond the words thank you the idea is to encourage you inspire you hopefully to act and to keep acting in small ways and big ways you know no action is too small and, and and everybody can do something and i wrote it because again there's just a lack of teaching of appreciation you know there, there there's quite a bit of appreciation for what civilians do but you know, when you educate somebody and you reward them and you're paying attention and you're purposeful, a lot of really great things happen. And so there's, there's not an organization or department that takes this by storm, educating civilians to know how to do more to improve quality of life, workforce and community for people who serve this great nation. So I thought it was really important and, you know, I'm one person. So if I wrote a book, then I think, you know, that's the best way to kind of spread the message and get people and invite people to join the veteran champion movement and be a part of the win. That's the why.
1: I love that. And without giving too much away, can you give us maybe one or two just like tangible actions that everyday citizens can do to kind of be veteran champions?
0: The whole idea, is, Kate, is founded on go beyond words, right? Be purposeful in developing relationships, getting to know the veteran as an individual, be an active, empathetic listener. I mean, by golly, that's all any of us really want, right? I mean, there's such a such an emphasis on diversity and inclusion these days, but we have a long way to go in our society to, to really realize that feeling of being understood, right? You know. Uh, you know, seek to understand before being understood. And so I encourage civilians to seek to understand the veteran on their journey. And so it's, you know, very simple, very magical in its simplicity, but you got to take time. You've got to, you know, think through how to be a good listener. Time and listening and following through is, is, is sort of the recipe for success for developing trust. And when veterans already feel disconnected. About 55% of Iraq and Afghanistan veterans feel disconnected from mainstream America. And about 40% have a difficult time finding meaning and purpose and getting regaining touch with their spirituality. So the connection piece is super important and an ideal and almost precious way. I love that word, precious way to, to really go beyond. Thank you, okay? and just being intentional. So a neighbor, right? If you notice that someone's deployed, you know, go to the, you know, the the, the spouse staying at home, offer for a meal, offer to pick something up for the grocery store. I mean, these are just acts of kindness you do for anybody who's new in your neighborhood. It's really appropriate to regard a veteran in your community potentially as new to your neighborhood. Let's say they've been living there quite a while. Well, I bet you don't know them because they're super busy. If they're a, A citizen soldier, they've got a civilian job and a military job. If they're active duty, they're not going to be around very long. They're kind of in and out. And so look at someone like me who lived in at least 20 different communities before the age of 35. What did I need most? Connection, friendship, and support, right? Because I was reinventing myself every time I moved. And then, oh, by the way, you have the added stressor of the demands of military service if not combat. So connection, trusting relationships, support, you know, just friendly support. You're not you're not there to fix anybody. You you you're there to be an ally. That's where it's really founded on and so there's lots of ways you can invite people, you can invite veterans to your book club, to your your sporting event, you know, just be proactive in developing relationships. Ask how you can help and then follow through. Do it.
1: It's great, great, tangible action items that I think our our friends can kind of walk away with from today's episode. Hey there, coffee lovers. Are you ready to elevate your morning routine? Well, look no further than the Bava Java Coffee Variety Box. Inside this box, you will find an assortment of hand-selected specialty coffee beans from different regions, carefully chosen for their flavor notes and profiles. From the bold and robust is smooth and mellow. Every sip delivers a taste that will leave you craving more. So, whether you're an espresso connoisseur, a latte lover, a coffee enthusiast, or just trying to jumpstart your morning, Bava Java Coffee has something for you. This variety box provides a month's worth of coffee. It also makes for the perfect gift for that person in your life who is hard to buy for this holiday season. Ready to elevate your coffee experience? Head over to BavaJavaCoffee.com and use the code SK20 for an exclusive 20% off your variety box. So I have to switch gears a little bit on this is, you know, I'm thinking about, you know, you've lived so many different places and I would love to know, I think advice is so important. You've already given such great tidbits for those who are listening along, but I always like to kind of ask this question, which is, you know, what advice would you give to your 20 something, your 30 something and really beyond? Um, and and I think it's always different depending on what season of life you're in and sure. kind of in that season of change. I've moved around a lot, uh, not as much as you, but it's it's been a good, it's been a kind of a whirlwind of a change for me too. So I think our listeners would love to hear like, what's what's kind of that advice that you wish you had known that you can kind of impart that wisdom on to our listeners?
0: Well, the first one's going to make you laugh, but at at the age of 20, I would have said to self, don't marry that guy. (laughs) I did marry that guy and Mm -hmm. it was tough. It was tough. Uh, I, I left him 18 years later. You know, we have three wonderful sons, but that would have been the most important message I could have told myself, right? Okay. So that's unfortunate, but true. Let's see the age of 30, I guess I would have said pace yourself because the, you know, between the age of 35 and 45, cool, I was a workhorse. We built an orthopedic surgery practice. I went back into full-time military service. I divorced my husband and, you know, again, reinvented myself, uh, you know, you know, completely really. 40s, I think I would say at that point in my life, it's like, you know, have some fun. Try to try to you know, keep things in perspective. And and, and now, <laughs> now in my 60s, <laughs> I'm still trying to find that balance and not work so hard. But, you know, it's tough. I think, you know, you said your audience is high achieving women who who have goals, aspirations, and, you know, really want to make a difference, leave a legacy. You know, I just have ever, always felt really since the age of 12, when I was a Girl Scout, right? You leave someplace better than you found it, a campsite. Were you a Girl former Scout? Girl, former Girl Scout, where you're in great company yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. And I, I saw so that was ingrained in me, my love of the outdoors and civic responsibility. And I just have always been driven to leave improve communities really kind of central to to who I am. And, you know, as the leader of the veteran champion movement, if you will, you know, it's it's kind of a lonely place to be and a challenging place to be and yet very rewarding place to be but you know it's funny whenever when people hear the word veteran they're like oh that's great I want to I want to I want (laughs) to and so then they want to tell me about it and you know I'm only one person and I can only have so much time but yeah it's pretty rewarding a businesswoman, I'm new to Phoenix been here about three years and I was you know getting to know her and developing a a relationship professional and personal and she was explaining 10 years prior SK she was in a company that created a veteran hiring program. And she was telling me about it. And she said, you know what, Kathy, I'm getting goosebumps. Okay, now, goosebumps goosebumps don't lie. And so what's, I mean, and that was 10 years prior. And she's getting goosebumps, you know, that day sitting in front of me. That demonstrates how meaningful this work is to our citizenry because they want to do more. They want to make a difference and, and share their gratitude with veterans, but most people don't know how, and most people are just you know consumed by their day-to-day demands and life and immediate needs. and So it's easy to get wrapped up in that and forget. But when three out of 10 people are eligible for military service, three out of 10 people you know, if we want to keep building a fighting force and being the strongest, you know, powerhouse in the in the world, uh, keeping a, a strong military might, we have to get better at welcoming our veterans and their families all the way home and helping them reach their full potential after military service. Everybody has a role to play, and everyone has a stake in this work. Can you tell? I feel strongly about it.
1: Yes, I love the passion, and I think it's it's so founded too. You just hear stories where that's not the case. Right. And I think there's definitely a growing need to continue to support our troops far away and as well as domestic. So I appreciate you sharing that story. I'm getting goosebumps as you share it too. There you
0: go. It's meaningful work. It, it, It is. It's very meaningful. And so we need more and more of it. So, uh, I encourage, I invite everybody to get involved.
1: Yes. So favorite question out of the podcast. I think everyone has a very different and beautiful answer, which I think makes it really special. How do you define success? Hmm.
0: Well, there's no finish line for success. Identifying your small wins and knowing that you're making progress, being true to yourself, but listening to God and serving him, glorifying him in your work and feeling a sense of joy or passion for what you're doing.
1: I love that. That was a great answer. Well, thank you so much, Kathy, for playing the game, The Leading Ways We Love. That's the end of it. Before we go, I would love for you to kind of give our listeners and friends your shameless plug. How can they connect with you online or how can they find your book? Thank you. The book
0: is available on Amazon. If you love it, please give me a review. I'd appreciate it. My website is vanguardveteran.com. I specialize in helping employers find and keep veteran talent and build a veteran talent attraction and retention strategy. I teach Veteran Talent Academy a couple times a year. Please go to the website and find when that is. We teach fundamentals one time and then focus in more on retention, messaging, onboarding, and that sort of thing. I help equip volunteers to build military ministries. You don't have to be a veteran. You could be a military spouse, a military mom. I offer a coaching call once a month on Sundays, the first Sunday of every month at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I'd like to come alongside you and equip you to do this really important work inside your congregation. And last, myself and another couple of co-founders an Air Force veteran and a, and a Gold Star mom started a group called Women Who Lead. It's a monthly free leadership discussion forum where we help women, emerging leaders, all all women, expand their leadership capacity while building mutual support between women veterans and non-veteran women. We would love to have you join us. Please reach out to me via email at Kathy with a K and a Y at VanguardVeteran.com.
1: Well, great. Thank you again so much, Kathy, for joining us today and for all the great work that you're putting in to support our veterans and just wish you all the best. So thank you for joining.
0: Thank you. And I uh, encourage you to continue to be that veteran champion and get more and more goosebumps. And everybody else who's listening, you'll get them if you (laughs) do meaningful things and go beyond. Thank you for your service.
1: Thanks, SK. Yes. Thank you, Kathy. Appreciate your time. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Ladies Who Lead Podcast. Looking for another way to engage with the Ladies Who Lead podcast? Check out our Instagrams in our show notes at the Ladies Who Lead, and don't forget to check out our website, www.theladieswholead.com. Until next time, I'm SK Vaughn.